0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always, he overslept a little bit, folks, but that's okay. We're glad to have him. How's it going, Spread?
1: I'm doing great, and it sounds like uh, we don't have any echo from you today, so that should be another uh, a good step forward for the Net Worth Podcast.
0: It really is. What were you doing last night? Out having some fun, or just sitting at home drinking too much?
1: Oh, yeah. I was playing too many sit and goes on Bovada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately jorge's a little busy this week i think he's uh hanging at the cottage if you will um it's a thing apparently they have in canada i believe they're tiny little houses near lakes but anyway we will go on forward we had two tournaments this last week uh, we'll start with san jose where we've got a final today arena the amazonian warrior sabalenka has had a great week she's playing Zheng shai shai um a lot of fun actually in, in this tournament this week I, I know that last week we talked about you know, maybe how sparse some of the good matches were here, but we've actually had some fun. You know, looking back, Svitolina-Sachari was a good match. Um, All the Zhang matches have been really, really, really great. Um, She's played some wild tennis. Actually, have you gotten a chance to watch her this week? What have you seen from her?
1: Yeah, she's just been really consistent, and, you know, um, she's using the variety of pace and the fact that um, she's almost like taking pace off the ball when the players are hitting it hard, and I think it's frustrating some of the harder hitters.
0: If you can find, I'm sure somewhere on Twitter, on YouTube, is video of uh, Zachary's coaching visit in the second set yesterday. Basically, had a full-on breakdown. She was absolutely going nuts. I mean, it's it's got to be hard to play against someone like um, Sai, Sai who can uh, move around and basically get to every single ball. And like you said, you know, these guys are. Used to be in big power players, you hit a nice hard shot and it doesn't come back. But she's just returning everything. And I know folks won't get to hear this before the final starts, but what do you think, Sabalenka's power going to be too much finally for Tsitsi? Or is she going to be able to, uh, you know, centipede her way to a- another victory?
1: Yeah, I think Sabalenka's power is going to be too much today. Um, but we'll see. I haven't had the best week at predicting, so.
0: It feels like one of those matches that it could either be very quick or, you know, if uh, Zhang gets into her a little bit, that, you know, Sabs might be a little sh- shook. It could go three sets, but I could also see something like a 6-4, 6-2, 6-3, 6-1 kind of Sabalenka win. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm having problems in imagining how Zhang's going to uh, break Sabalenka without just Sabalenka missing shots. Seems like if Sabalenka gets the ball in, uh, she's not going to get broken at all.
0: All right, any other thoughts on San Jose before we jump into Washington quickly?
1: I know. It's a pretty good tournament overall. Uh, I thought Vekic uh, played pretty well and acquitted herself pretty well. Uh, I thought the score was... Uh, I thought the match was closer than the score looked against Sabalenka. Sabalenka made it look kind of routine, but I thought Vekic had her moments, and overall I thought she had a pretty good week.
0: It's starting to get a little frustrated with Vekic. She seems to have all the talent in the world, but continually kind of runs into players like Sabalenka and Seems to get timid. I don't know how much of that match you actually watched, but she seemed at certain yeah, points to, it. to not be aggressive, which is disappointing. I think you have to be I aggressive think that's to win tennis matches. Pace.
1: I think that's just the extra pace. I, I mean, you can't prepare for it. No one hits that hard. You'd have to, you'd have to be practicing with men to get prepared for Sabalenka.
0: Well, it's Nobody's
1: hitting that hard.
0: Hopefully Vekic figures something out, because she does seem to have just about everything you'd want from a player. But you're right. The power seemed to be overwhelming.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: In Washington, we've got Camilla Georgie in the final against Jessica Pagula. Uh, Pagula's had a nice week. I've been on her a couple times. Um, Georgie playing some really great tennis. I'm looking back to see here. Only dropped one set on her way to the finals. and That was against Rebecca Peterson. Um, looking back through a couple a young American. Kat McNally had a good week. Took out my outright pick, Sue a. Shea, in two sets pretty pretty calmly. Did you get a chance to watch the young American? What did you What do you think of McNally?
1: I missed that one. No, I saw more San Jose than I Washington this week.
0: I'll go back and watch a little bit. She seems to have a pretty big game. I know the match against Georgie was tough for her, but I'm curious to see how she looks going forward. And then Pagoula had a great week. I've been kind of all over her on some of these hard courts. She seems to really like the surface now. She's going into the final today. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter, I believe it was Sharp Selections, tweeted out she's 0-8 lifetime in finals. That can't be good.
1: Yeah, and I think that this Georgie that she's running into right now is a buzzsaw, and it's just so weird how she just came out of nowhere. Um, Hasn't played all year, you know, and then just shows up and is just hitting the cover off the ball.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see. Hopefully Georgie plays her best tennis. We like her. It would be fun to have her playing well come U.S. Open time. Any other thoughts on Washington before we jump into the Canadian Open?
1: Oh, no, that's about it.
0: All right, I got a little trivia for you. What Uh are the three oldest tennis tournaments?
1: Uh, Well, Wimbledon. Correct. Let's see. I mean, I'm assuming it's Toronto, or you would not be asking the question this week.
0: That's correct. The Canadian Open is number three. Wimbledon is number one. And who's number two? I'll give you a hint. It's another one of the slams. It's Roland Garros. Then Incorrect. The U.S. Open. Really? Yeah. I don't know where... I don't have a list of the oldest tournaments, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia here for the Canadian Open. It is the third oldest tournament behind only Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. Wow! So started That's in a big 18... surprise. I
1: would have thought of Roland Garros, uh, for sure, or like, I was thinking maybe like Madrid or one of the thousands.
0: I'm looking here, it started in, uh, let's see, the men started in 1881. Some guy named Isidore Helmuth from, what the hell country is this? It's got a little British flag. Oh, it, Oh, it's an old Canadian flag. That's very interesting. Um, Isidore Helmuth beat uh, Y H Young, and then the women, I believe, started. Yep, 1892. Maud Delano Osborne, who I'm sure you remember from your younger days, <laughs> uh, beat Mrs. Mrs. Sydney Smith. I've never seen a woman's name with Mrs. in front of it, but good, good for Sidney Smith. She must have been very well respected. Um, <laughs> and it looks like they, the women played five sets. I'm looking here. Maud beat uh, Mrs. Sidney Smith nine seven seven nine six two eight six. Um, oh, also, with no also, I, guess, I, I guess no tie breaks wow. it looks like the women played five sets basically from 1892 it looks like the last year I can definitively say they did was 1901 so that's pretty interesting
1: I'm going to have to fire up my DeLorean and go check that out
0: I think so last year Simona Hallett beat Sloane <laughs> Stevens the year before that Alina Fidelina beat Caroline Wozniacki now, what you always, always have to remember here is they switch cities every other year. So this year we're in Toronto. Last year um, they were in Montreal, so that's when Hallop beat Steven. So the last time they were in Toronto, Alina Svitolina beat Caroline Wozniacki. And then the time before that, Belinda Bencic in 2015 beat Halep uh, when they were in Toronto. So that's kind of interesting. They swap back and forth. Um, looking at the outrights here, a lot of big names in this tournament, obviously. And we see some pretty small favorites here at the top, Halep the favorite at 5-1, then you've got Serena 7-1, Barty 8-1, Osaka 8-1, Pliskova 10-1, Stevens at 12-1, and then everybody else kind of 16 um, and higher. Again, I'm looking at bet three six five. There's always a little bit of variability, but we've got a bigger field this week spread, so let's go quarter by quarter and take our time. We'll start with the first quarter. Ashley Barty, the one seed she's got to buy in the first round. Svitolina at the bottom of the corner quarter also with a bye. Um, some really tremendous matches here. We'll get into each specifically in the first round, but this has to be just about the best first round we've seen all year. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is the best first round I, definitely since we started the podcast.
0: So what do you think of the first quarter? You like Barty a lot? Is there any names that stick out to you? Um, what do you think?
1: I do like Barty. Barty's is going to be my favorite chalky pick. For this tournament, Uh, I like to, you know, try and go for a fave and maybe a long shot. And I think she's just playing so well. If you look at Wimbledon, it's almost like she ran out of gas. But, you know, we had mentioned uh, in our prep, you know, she really hasn't had a bad performance. Off the top of my head, I said Indian Wells and you reminded me of Rome. But, uh, I mean, she's just playing so well all year. And to get her at seven and a half to one, I think that's a great number. And I, I like Barty here. I do,
0: too. I've actually seen 8-1 at, at Bookmaker and a couple other places, so I'm definitely going to grab some of that. You know, she's got the bye here in the first round, then she's looking at the winner of Ken and Shea. She'll be a favorite over that. I expect her to have no trouble. Then maybe Azarenka, maybe a Stremska there in the third round, maybe even Joe Kanta. Again, solid favorite. Barty will be in that match. Yeah, I,
1: I don't discount Kanta on hard courts here.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that in the first round a little bit. I know you and I were yeah. going back and forth. I like Yastrzemski in that spot, but you like Kanta. Either way, I think Barty is a pretty solid favorite, more or less all the way to the final. So at 8-1, to you got to feel pretty good about that. Um, so I'm jumping on board with you as well. What, are you going to put a full unit on that, or is that just a half for you?
1: just go a half.
0: All right. The other name I was looking at in the first quarter is Belinda Bencic she won this tournament in 2015. She's got a qualifier in the first round, then probably Julia Gorges. Um, you know, then Alita Fidalina, maybe Siniakova Kova if she's hot this week, maybe Collins if she's hot this week, but really like that draw. Um, you know, up until she gets to Barty, I think that she has some very winnable matches. I'm looking at her at 33 to 1. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a bad look. Um, you know, Benchich has always showed flashes. It's so funny that she won in 2015. Um, you know, and she's still so young. Um, but, yeah, she had a great run, you know, probably one of the best fields when she won over in the Middle East. Was one, that was one of the best runs of the year so far. Um, so, you know, if we're going off year-long form, you know, I'd say Barty's probably had the best in bank, benchage of this group probably is the second best.
0: Yeah, so I think I'm going to go half a unit on Barty, maybe a quarter on, quarter on benchage. I'll tweet those out, of course. Um, any other thoughts on the first quarter?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Georgie retires. I'd Hopefully that she keeps going and keeps playing here because her and Vika will be a great first-round match. So hopefully she'll, uh, she'll show up and play.
0: And since Jorge's not here, I'll just go ahead and say the words Alina Svitolina. Um, she's going to be playing tennis this upcoming week. I think that she's got a tough road to hoe. And,
1: Do um, you? I don't think her draw's that bad.
0: Well, she's got the bye. You never know what's going to happen with that Colin Sinjakova match, but it's... It looks like she's going to run into a lot of different players that I think have given her trouble in the past. People who are, you know, have a little more power to their game, a little stronger serve. You know, I think that she'll probably be a favorite over Bencic, but I'll be taking Bencic in that spot. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I kind of like her draw. I think that both Collins and Saniakova are kind of susceptible to her game because, um, you know, they could struggle with her movement and consistency, and then, yeah, a Gorgas or a Benches in the next round. Uh, obviously, Benches is tough for anyone, but I kind of think that they have uh, similar games. I think Benches has a little more power, but um, not enough that would necessarily trouble Svitolina. So I think the match will be on Benches' racket. But if she doesn't play 100% and she's not, you know, uh, playing her best, uh, Svidalina will win.
0: Let's jump into the second quarter. Karolina Pliskova at the top. Kiki Burton's at the bottom. In the middle, Petra Martic. We'll have a great match of Canadians that we'll talk about in a little bit. Bouchard and Andreescu. Kerber's here in the middle. Maria Sharapova, Venus Williams, Maria Sakari. Um, You know, again, another pretty loaded quarter here. Who do you have picked in your bracket?
1: (sighs) This was a tough one. Um, As of right now, I have Pliskova, but I have some hours, and uh, I might switch it to Kerber.
0: Really? So what are you thinking about Kerber. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time that we saw her play tennis. I'm going to pull that up. I don't think
1: she's played since Wimbledon, has she?
0: I feel like she was at one smaller event. No, um, you're right. Just played at Wimbledon, you know, lost to Lauren Davis in the second round there. That, of course, after her long run in Eastbourne, which, you know, can be tough heading into Wimbledon, but you haven't seen her play since then. Um, looking at her outright number, I'm trying to remember where she was. I think she was in like the 16, maybe 20 to one range. Yeah, sixteen to one. I'm seeing it bet three six five. So, what do you think? You think she's you know had some time to prep, recover, and is going to come out playing hot, or do you just really like her draw? Walk me through it.
1: Yeah, I do like her draw. Um, she gets Casasina in the first round, who is one of my favorites, but has not been playing well. And then the um, I don't know if is one hundred percent yet. If she is, that's going to be a great match, and obviously a. Um, You know, an emotional rematch due to their little history there at uh, Miami or Indian Wells. I can't remember which one. I think it was both. Yep. And then, um, you know, I just think that the way that her game sets up, you know, being a returner and, and being so quick and just getting the ball back and her ability to turn into a wall, I think she can trouble a lot of the players in her quarter.
0: I like that. I was actually curious myself about Andreeska. I was kind of hoping we could get her at a big price. I was hoping she'd be kind of in that 100 to 1 range, but I certainly don't see that. Yeah, I think she's 33. I'm seeing 33 to 1 just about everywhere. That's still not Um, a bad
1: price, actually. It's okay. She's 100%, but the real big gamble is, is she 100% and how much is she Yeah, I, I don't to, think that uh, you can
0: put your money down until you've seen her play a little bit. So yeah. um, I'll be passing on that. The one name I did like was Petra Martic at 50-1. to 1. She's got a qualifier that is going to get Burtons coming off a bye. You know, Burtons still trying to find her form a little bit. So I think that's a very winnable match. Then maybe Kerber, maybe Andreescu. What do you think about Martich's chances?
1: Yeah, obviously it all hinges on that second round matchup with Burtons. Um, but yeah, a Burtons-Kerber... Uh, a Burton's Kerber, you know, back to back, that could require a lot of consistency. They're really going to make you work for every point. You're not going to get a lot of free points, a lot of free enforced errors. Um, so, I I, th- yeah, I can see why they put her at fifty to one. But if she beats Burton's, you know, she's got a chance to kind of keep going.
0: Hey, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on fifty to one. I think she's. You know, I mean, that's she'll a, be, she'll be a She'll be a dog against Burton's. I'll probably take that outright. So, I- let's
1: say you do put that in. At what point would you be looking to hedge? would you wait till the semis?
0: I think I would. You know, I think so I'm looking at her possible draw here. She she gets Pliskova probably in the quarterfinal, maybe Sharapova or somebody like that, but you know Oh,
1: Sharapova's not even I don't think she's physically. I but she must really love tennis because her body is not is not complying lately.
0: I just think whatever Mardich gets in the quarterfinals, there I'll let that ride. And then, honestly, hopefully, you know, Barty or Benjich makes it out of the top quarter, and I've got you know Mardich at fifty to one playing against Barty at eight to one or Benchich at thirty three to one. That's the ideal scenario. But got I'm not, probably not looking ahead really until the finals or the semis, um, depending okay. on how that goes.
1: All right, sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah, third quarter. Um, Sloane Stevens. See if she's interested in playing tennis tennis this week. She's got a buy. Simona Halep at the bottom there. Arena, the Amazonian Warriors, Sabalenka, Caroline Garcia, your very favorite, Helena Ostapenko, Madison Keys, if she's interested, Donna Vekic, Kiki Moldenovic, another really, really good quarter. Who do you've got coming out of this mess? Simona. Yeah, I think you have to. She's played just about as good tennis as anybody all year, and her draw is, you know, Bye, then Kiki Moldenovic, then Vekic. You know, I'm not too worried about any of that. That maybe Sabalenka, but I don't think she's had any trouble with Sabalenka in the past. I'll pull up their head-to-head a little bit. Um, you know, who do you think is going to be Hal's biggest challenge, I guess, on the way to win in this quarter?
1: Mm. Probably Sabalenka, because she just has so much power that if she's on, there's not a lot that, that Simona could do about it. But um...
0: So they played twice, once in Shenzhen in 2018 and then in Cincinnati in 2018. Hallep six two six two 6'2", six three six four 6'3", 6'4". So um, yeah. we'll see if maybe she could just kind of redirect the power and, you know, frankly, kind of do to Sabs what she did to Serena in the Wimbledon final. But you got to think this is Halep's quarter to lose.
1: Yeah, I, I would say uh, her biggest obstacle would be a motivated Sloan Stevens.
0: That's an but... interesting idea. And Sloan, again, she was in the final last year. Um, you know, it was in Montreal, but still maybe this is. Maybe this is a spot on the schedule where we see her try to play her best, but...
1: Yeah, this is usually where she picks it up. She loves North America, so...
0: Well, let's see. It'd be really nice to watch her play some tennis, but I'm with you. It's Hal to win that quarter, um, and, you know, overall, she's 5-1. to one. I think she's deserving to be the favorite, but I have no interest in that number. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think it's too short.
0: Noted mother Serena Williams sits at the top of the fourth quarter. Naomi Osaka down there at the bottom. I think they're kind of destined for a quarterfinal matchup based on what's in between... Um, you've got Zhang Shai-Sai who's coming off a long week. Wozniacki who has, you know, had a down year. Sevastova who isn't at her best on this surface. Merton's kind of the same problem as Sevastova. So what do you think? Are we are we getting the inevitable uh, Williams-Osaka quarterfinal here?
1: Yeah, I know draws are supposed to be random, but doesn't it look like the, uh, the tournament organizers wanted this? I think they gave them the easiest quarter.
0: Yeah, you know, there's always a lot of conspiracy back and forth around that. I try not to to ever think about that because at the end of the day there's nothing you could do about it but it yeah, seems it like we're, really de- matter, we're, we're destined it. I mean yeah. Serena's got a buy, then Merton Sastovich that shouldn't be any issue Sevastava maybe you know, might give her a little bit of trouble if Sevastava's for whatever reason finally calm enough to think it out and, and play some more tennis but you gotta think Williams rolls through those three matches Osaka again bye then she's looking at Zhang maybe a qualifier or a lucky loser if Zhang decides to uh, bow out based on how today's final match goes And then, you know, Osaka's, I guess, I guess Osaka's biggest hope is that somebody knocks out Putin Seva, but I'm not too worried about that. So who do you think wins the Osaka-Williams match?
1: Uh, I took Naomi, but... um,
0: Did you flip a coin or did you have any real Yeah, I know, I was just saying, I mean, that's
1: just (laughs) because we fill out our bracket, right? And you can't just quit at the quarterfinals, but um, yeah, I don't think I'd be too interested in putting money down on that match um, because I think that... um, Naomi's kind of like a wild card and tough to kind of predict right now to see where she's going to be at. Um, she put out a similar message that she did last year around this time about being in the right space and being ready to turn it around. So, I mean, that could be encouraging, but until I see it on the court, I don't want to back her financially.
0: And at the prices I'm seeing, Williams at seven to one, Osaka at eight to one. My guess is there's some other books where it's reversed there, but you know seven to eight to one on both of these women. Know they ha- knowing that they have to play each other, even with the first round by. That's that's a big pass for me. And then of course the winner's looking at Halop there. You, you got to think Halop basically is walking into the final. So who do you think wins the entire tournament? Then do you have Halop winning it or do you have Barty? I have Barty winning the whole tournament. Yeah, I've got Barty. Halop as my final, and I'll dig into that a little bit more. I wonder if. Who the winner is going to be. I've got Hallett picked right now, but we'll see. So, any other thoughts from an outright perspective? I know again you were looking at Barty at eight to one. Um, I don't think there was anybody else you mentioned. I'm looking at Barty at eight to one, Benchich thirty three to one, and Mardich at fifty to one. So, anything else to add before we jump into some first round matches?
1: Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to find a long shot here, and I just Everyone, like there just seemed like there would be a reason not to. I mean, Wait. I guess if you want to call Spitalina a long shot, I think 16 to 1, she might be worth it.
0: That's not Come on, that's not a long shot. I'm not going to let yeah. you go with that. Come on. Okay.
1: Yeah, see. but so then let's look. Sabalenka 25 to 1, I'd be worried let's about. Let's get the
0: all team. the way down. Let's get to like the 100 to 1s. 1. So let's I mean, so Okay, Georg- if you want to go right. long
1: shot, long shot, I'll just take Kuznetsova at 250 to 1.
0: You got Georgie 100 to 1. Maybe she stays hot coming off this week, but you got to yeah, wonder if fatigue get, gets her yeah, no way. something together. Shea at 100-1 to one is always interesting. You know, Maybe she just kind of outsmarts everybody. But, yeah, I you know, can't see that look, happening. Looking at her draw, that's just really, really tough. That's, that's what I mean. There's so many good players in this field. It's just not a week. So you know, I'll just quickly fire through everybody I'm seeing at 100-1 or, or bigger. Georgie, Putin, Seva, Garcia, Shea, um, Venus, Collins, Sinjakova, I'd say of all the 100-1s, I like Collins. Yeah, maybe or maybe Garcia, but you can't actually see. No, that I don't
1: I like Collins a lot more than Garcia.
0: These are all bets you're making and then three rounds later you're starting to figure out the math to hedge and you're just giving away all the value eventually anyway. So yeah. it's it's a weakest you stick with some middle guys and some biggers. Again, Martich at fifty to one, that should probably be forty ish to one, maybe thirty three to one like Benchich, but um, you know, outside of those couple, it's, you know, st- stick to some big names.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you were doing long shot, long shot, then Kuznetsova at two hundred fifty to one would be my be my be my pick there.
0: All right, sprinkle just a little bit on that. She's probably loses in the first round, to be honest. All but right, let's see. I'll if, put she does, $1 if she does, right if she, if there you go. If she does win, at least you'll have a little scratch. It'd feel really silly otherwise, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, might as well. Right, it's one dollar. <laughs>
0: there you go, folks. Is it not? That's not me? gambling. All right. one to
1: win 250 bucks it's in
0: wonderful all right let's move on and break down some of these first round matchups you know like we mentioned these are just really really spectacular matches this is just a stacked field um starting on monday sabalenka minus 175 against pavly a plus 125 it looks kind of like a cheap price on sabalenka what do you think
1: yeah i think that it's got to be off fatigue right i mean that's the reason it's not higher
0: Yeah, I agree. It's going to be. We'll have to see what time that match is. Right now, it looks like it's on Monday. Maybe they give her a little reprieve for after the final today. But if she is playing on Monday, um, that's definitely a fatigue fade option. But I'm trying to think. I mean, Pavla Yuchenkova has been really bad this year. Um, I believe she played this week. Yep, she played in Washington. Lost to Christina McHale in three sets pretty unceremoniously. Um, Just a tough, tough year for her. Hard to see her beating Sabalenka but you do worry about the fatigue
1: yeah, so i probably I'll probably stay away from that um but yeah if you're gonna play it put Sabalenka in a parlay
0: Kerber minus 250 against Kasichina that looks like a great parlay piece piece to me it's I always kind of struggle with you know when you have players like this to me that are very similar it feels like Kerber kind of does everything a little bit better than Kasichina so what do you think can you talk me into the dog here I know you're a Dasha fan
1: Yeah, but I can't because, like you said, it's just a bad matchup. Like, I think Kosakina, I'd rather back her, uh, you know, against, like, a more erratic player, you know, like a hard hitter that, um, you know, Kosakina could turn into a wall and, and, you know, kind of get some free points that way. But Kerber's not going to allow her to do that. So, um, yeah, I think Kerber's a great parlay piece here.
0: Well, wherever Jorge actually is, and I believe he is, maybe at the cottage, who knows what, he's probably got a beer in his hand, but he just sat up. Some, for some reason, he feels rustled. He's not really sure why, because we're about to talk about Venus Williams, a small <laughs> underdog to Carlos Suarez Navarro, Venus plus 100, uh, CSN, I'm seeing minus 138. Again, these are bet 365 lines, so the, the margin for the book is pretty hysterically large. You could probably find a better price just about anywhere else, but what do you think about Venus here as a dog to CSN?
1: uh Venus has been serving pretty well she's playing doubles today looking really good Um, but CSN is a wall and I don't know I remember we went pretty big on CSN to beat Venus in the French if I remember right and that came back to bite us so um, I probably say dog. That must have been my.
0: that must have been Miami actually. So I'm looking back, I pulled up their head to head. No, we've it's got, Miami. You're we've right. got yeah, two tour veterans here. I mean, Williams pretty much smacked CSN around Miami. Um, Williams took the first set tiebreaker then the second set 6-1 Indian Wells in 2018, 6-3 6-2 Venus um, US Open in 2017 did make it three sets but Venus wins. Um, 2016 Wimbledon, I have to go all the way back to 2015 in the quarterfinals in Miami to find a Carlos Suarez Navarro win against Venus. Um, it's just tough. You know, I know that Venus has been playing some doubles, but her movement has been tremendously poor. I don't know if you have any memory as to not these, as to whether or not these courts are fast or slow, but, um... I'm going to probably try to watch a little bit of that match and maybe get a live vet in on Venus if uh, it looks like she's serving well in the courts or a little quick. What do you think about that?
1: If I remember right, uh, Montreal plays faster. This yeah. is the slower one.
0: Your favorite, Ostapenko, plus 162 against Caroline Garcia. Do you have any interest in the dog here, even even for a bet for your heart?
1: I mean, that's not really not a bad price. Like we always said before with the Latvians, play as underdogs and ignore him as favorites. Um... But, boy, we haven't really seen a lot from Asta Panko to really make us think that she's going to uh, do anything. We haven't seen a lot from Garcia to make us think that, she, that she's going to do anything. So, I mean, if you have to play it, obviously I think, Panko, you're getting better value there. But I don't see any reason to bet on this match.
0: This is impossible. If anyone ever tells you they have any idea how this match is going to go, laugh at them. No one has any clue. You don't know what Oz you're going to get. Garcia's been up and down all year. This could be a three-set under. This could be a two-set over. Uh, ugh, this could be a mess. I don't... It'll be maybe, hopefully, be fun to watch, but uh, no way that I could possibly place any any wagers here. Right. Caroline Wozniacki minus 250 against Yulia Putinseva. I'm surprised Wozniacki is such a big favorite. Putinseva plus 175. I'm going to pull up some Putinseva numbers here, but what do you think about Woz at that price?
1: Uh, I think that's too high.
0: I kind of agree. I like the dog here. I'm definitely going to be looking at an over. I'm seeing a total right around 20.5, 20 maybe 21, some other places. I mean, you know, Putin Seva's got a whole break on hard just above 100, 103 I'm seeing for the last year. Wozniacki, um, let me just double check, her numbers are generally much better, but, you know, only I'm seeing 106, 107, so comparable in terms of statistics and you got to think Putin has maybe had a little better form. I'm going to think about this one a little bit but like the underdog or maybe even an over here.
1: Yeah, the Wozniacki matches have been tough to handicap lately cuz you don't know how well that, you know, she's going to show up physically. Obviously if she, you know, we knew she was going to be 100%, I would say throw Wozniacki in a parlay. Uh, I just like her game that much more, but since we don't know she's going to be 100% um, you could take a gamble on Putin save, but I don't necessarily think it's the most uh, educated gamble. I mean, it's like a real gamble, like playing some blackjack or something.
0: <laughs> Sinikova, plus 100 against Danielle Rose Collins. Collins, minus 138. Um, the rule in general bets Cova when she's a dog, but I'm still not sure I can get behind her here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I like Collins at that price. That's a pretty short price.
0: It is. It seems like if Collins is playing her best tennis, you know, she's on home soil. I know that. She's, oh, and they've uh, never played before. No, I'm sorry. Oh, they've never played before, no.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Well, Collins in North America. Um, Sinikova, you know, again, having to travel across season. Not hard court, not her best surface, actually. So um, I'm going to dig into this one a little bit more. This might be a Collins. Maybe even like an alternate spread. See if I can find Collins minus three or something for plus money.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good, that's a nice little angle.
0: Yastremska a small dog against Joe Conta, 125. Kanta, minus 175. I've got Yastremska picked in my bracket here, but I know you like Kanta. Walk, lay it out for me.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Konta is really underrated on the hard courts. I think that uh, her, you know her serve plays well here on the hard courts, and without having to kind of deal with all the the funky bounces, you know, I think she just does really well. And I think she's set up to do well in this tournament. So I know that Yeszczemska hits harder, but I also think Konta is more consistent, and that um, I don't think that Yeszczemska's pace is necessarily going to bug her like it does other people. I'm looking at the head-to-head now. My cute little cat Dasha got in the way, so I can see it. Oh, it looks like the, yeah, they played an eSport and Kanto 1 on grass, although I don't know how good I would rate Yastrzemska on grass. So I don't know how much to make of that result.
0: I think I'm going to end up betting Yastrzemska. This one, it requires a little more research. This is another great spot for an over. Uh, both really good returners um, and know how to win those late games and sets to stay alive, so uh, yeah. it might be another good spot for an over.
1: Yeah, that would be a good angle. Yeah, I like Conte here. I think I'm actually gonna jump in and play that.
0: Mertens minus two twenty five against Sasnovich plus one sixty. That seems just about right to me. Um, Sasnovich is definitely a live dog here, but you got to think Mertens has the pedigree and overall talent to uh, take the day. What do you think, spread?
1: Mertens is another one that you know I used to kind of like uh, in my head just consider her a very consistent player, and we've got really inconsistent results from her this year. so I don't really know what to make of her form going into this. I see that she lost to Christy on, and I didn't watch that match at all, but that's not a good loss. Um, she did okay at Wimbledon, and then Sasnovich has not won a match since May. Yeah, that's so, yeah. not good.
0: It's uh, it's August, for those of you who don't know, so it's been about three months. <laughs> um, that's a, That's a long time.
1: Another interesting uh, point, though, is uh, Sassovich's 2 0 against Mertens, but those were in 2018
0: 2017. Okay. Well, the match of Canadians, Jeannie Bouchard, noted Instagram model, occasional player of tennis against Bianca Andreescu, the young darling of the early season, had some injury issues and is finally back to place in tennis. Andreescu, a big favorite here at minus 350. Any interested in Jeannie at plus 250?
1: No way. I mean, you're, if you're making this bet, you're just basically betting against Andreescu's health.
0: Yeah, I think Andreescu put her in parlays, grabbed some of her at at two zero. and our good buddy Bo uh, gave that out to some of his clientele. You can find Bo at uh, Eng, Math English PhD. Um,
1: I think it's English Math PhD. Oh, is it
0: English Math PhD? Well, you can figure it out. And if you let him know you heard about this on the Net Worth pod, my guess is he might give you a little discount on becoming one of his clientele. But, um, you know, so just give him a shout out and see. It's always good to get some picks from Bo. He likes Andreescu a lot here, so, and that speaks volumes because he is the biggest Genie Bouchard fan that I know. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know that many Genie Bouchard fans, but... um... (laughs) <laughs> but yes he's definitely the biggest
0: Sevastova minus 188 against Serenko Serenko plus 137 Um, I might look at the dog here a little bit I haven't had time to dive into this match too much yet but maybe just a little bit of value on Serenko I thought this would be closer to like minus 150 kind of plus 120 range what do you think?
1: yeah um, I like Sevastova I kind of like the matchup for her. I think it's a tough uh, matchup here for uh, Serenko because I kind of think that their games are similar, but Sevastova does it a little better. I think where she might have a nice little edge here is the first serve. And you got to remember, is uh, coming off a winning week. You know, she won the uh, Latvian tournament on clay. So, you know, she hasn't lost since uh, what am I looking at here? June 18th. So or July 18th in uh, They've never so played it, played
0: before. This is kind of surprising. I feel
1: like yeah, I know. I thought for sure we were gonna have like a nice little juicy head-to-head to go over, but no. it Looks like they never played against each other. Um, oh yeah, Serenko took out my favorite last week, Yafan Wang, that I really wanted to. Uh,
0: yeah, that was disappointing. We were both on Wong there.
1: Yeah. So. Um,
0: Madison Keys about even up with Donna Vekic. I'm seeing minus one ten, minus one twenty five, which means that any reputable book it's probably minus one ten each way. Um, what do you think? Do you like Vecage here or, or Keys? I was actually surprised to see this was lined evenly. I thought we might get some value on a, on a dog here, but I think I agree with this price. Who do you think wins?
1: Uh, I like Keyes here, but I don't know. She's she's really tough to handicap. I mean, if they both play their best, I think Keyes can win. But, uh, boy, she lost at Baptiste in Washington. Did you see that one?
0: No I, I, or no, I did not. I was score watching there. I was trying to remember. I don't think I was silly enough to have her any parlays or anything like that, but just, I mean, her and Sloan must have been hanging out the night before because they both came out cold as ice.
1: Yeah, I mean, she had a great run at the French Open, and then she hasn't really done much. Um, Vekic is playing great. Yeah, you got to stay away from this one. Uh, I think I would lean Vekic, but I'd be worried about fatigue, and I'm also worried that we won't even get this match. I'm worried that Vekic won't play.
0: Maria Sharapova minus one fifty against a net plus one ten. You know how much I love to fade Contivate on hard courts, but it sounds like you're interested in the dog. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I wouldn't take. Uh, I would not take Sharapova here. I don't trust her body. I think that you're seeing how much she really loves tennis because I don't think that she's. I don't think her body wants her to keep playing, and she just keeps pushing and keep trying for rehab, and you know. And it's just, it's just not working out for her. You going to take Contivate? It. Yeah, if I play this match, I'll take Contivate. And I'll play it at like five dimes where if they get through a set and she retires, I can still get the win.
0: Nice. Cannon Shea, Cannon minus 150, Shea plus 110. I'll probably spend a long time looking at Shea or maybe an over, over two and a half sets here. Um, but this should be actually kind of fun. Two more cerebral players. Uh, what do you think? Is Cannon deserving of the favorite here? No.
1: (laughs) I'm actually surprised by that price.
0: Yeah, I think I like Shea at plus 110. I mean, that should be probably minus 110 each way, so I'll search around and see if maybe I can get her at 115 or even 120. I think this is
1: one of the more interesting stylistic matchups. You know, you have Shea who's really crafty, changes variety a lot, and Kennan who's really consistent and won't necessarily be thrown off by that type of stuff. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I think think we should get a lot of long rallies, and it could come down to... uh, you know some mental toughness here so uh kind of like Kenan if it comes down to that
0: as a rank of minus 200 against camilla georgie plus 150 you like the red hot georgie at that price
1: yeah if she shows up you have to play it you, you can't how are you gonna lay minus 200 on
0: now, at this point right
1: now i mean I she's that been be much
0: closer and i think if georgie wins this final i think there'll be some money coming in on her too
1: I think that I'll be surprised if she plays. That sucks. I really want to see this match too. So you
0: think she pulls out after the, after the long week?
1: Yeah. I mean, does she seem like the type who's really interested in grinding and really cares about her ranking and all this other stuff?
0: You make a phenomenal point. If there's one thing that we're sure of about Camilla Georgie is that she probably isn't the world's biggest fan of playing tennis, Um, (laughs) which can be tough as a professional tennis player.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm surprised her and Kyrgios haven't been linked together yet.
0: <laughs> That'd be a fun
1: conversation. He was
0: hanging out at the Colin Sky match, so maybe he's not into Italians. Who knows? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, that wraps up the first round matches. I'm just looking actually through. Um, qualifiers are still going on, but some really interesting names here. Iga Switek. It uh, looks like Buzarnescu oh, got knocked out today. Um, she did? Yeah, she did. She lost to Misaki Doi. Dude, so Doi, I've been
1: criminally underrating her. I thought that she was, like, done, like, ready for retirement. And then she's just turned around. She's played pretty well this summer.
0: Yeah. Buzkova got a win today. Potapova. Jennifer Over Brady. Over Bakery, huh? Yep. Buzkova. Brady. Potapova. Tom Ljanovic. Some really fun names here. Um, I'm curious to see where some of them get put in the qualifier spots, but any of those names stick out to you? Somebody who can make a run? Again, I'll I'll give them to you one more time. Yeah, how about Risk? Yeah, Risk, Tom Lianovich.
1: I think that she's got a good chance to make a run, don't you?
0: We'll see. I know this is not grass, unfortunately, but if the courts are fast, I think she's got a chance. And and Jennifer Brady is the one that I have circled. She's had a really great hard court season. Um, Seems to be a pretty consistent player. I'll probably be betting her a lot this week, and I always love Palatova. Yeah, she put it
1: to Puig, huh?
0: yeah. I love Potapova. She's super talented. Same with Tom Lianovic. She's, you know, not quite as talented as Potapova, but definitely steadier. Um, I'll definitely be looking at Jennifer Brady, though. I've got that name circled for the next week.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see how Rista has following her uh, kind of, you know, breakout at Wimbledon. You know, this is her first chance to jump back in the spotlight. Um, and uh, I'll be interested to see if she can continue that good form because, boy, did she look tough, not only physically but mentally in that Wimbledon run, so... Be interested to see where she gets placed um, if she's in that bottom quarter uh, we might have a nice little rematch huh with Serena that would
0: be a lot of fun
1: because it looks like there's a lot of qualifiers to be placed in Serena's bracket yeah they did there was, there's, like there there's there was there was two double qualifier qualifiers.
0: matches I don't again you know draws are supposed to be random but this one kind of kind of sticks out' it was a little odd she's got four or five qualifiers in the yeah. Osaka Serena quarter um five out of 12 qualifiers that they're going to play so almost half the qualifiers in one quarter gotta wonder about that
1: yeah so yeah i think that uh risk is the name to watch them amongst all these qualifiers but boy this i mean is this just not a fantastic tournament i mean from the first round we're getting all these quality matches and it really shows the depth of the wta and i really think this is like a lot of fun for us uh this week i mean uh regardless if it wins a lot of these first round matches all the second round matches should be fantastic too i mean this should just be great all week it's not like you know some of the men's tournaments where you're just waiting for the semis you know because you kind of know who's going to make it there i mean anything can happen this thing is wide open
0: women's tennis always more entertaining than men's tennis folks and that's just easier (laughs) to look at the tennis is tighter there's more turnover it's great um any other thoughts before we wrap it
1: um No, I think we're doing pretty good.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate all your support. If you can, um, subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening. Give us a rating. Give us a review. And be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, at NetWorthPod. I'll be doing my best. Maybe I'll bug Jorge and, and spread to get on there as well, do some tweeting during the week. But you'll always be able to see when the new podcast comes out, and we always appreciate the support. So thanks for listening, and have a great week.
1: Good luck in all your wagers.